right, welcome again to a podcast we call Good Dog Workshop Podcast. I'm Carlos Marino. I'm with Brian Kirchner. Hey, Brian. Hey, Carlos. Yeah, what we're about, we're a podcast to help you understand the body language, dog speak. We want to make sure we filter out a lot of the ridiculous stuff out there and help you how to speak dog. Is there anything else I'm missing, Brian? No, that's it. We're here to uh, to help people understand their dogs better, so they can have the best relationship they uh, they can possibly have with their with their dog. And today's topic is a pretty specific topic. Is that right? Yeah, this is a topic that we need some participation from the listeners. So, if you haven't seen it already, there is a, a chart. I guess you'd call it an illustration. A woman uh, basically describing, or I should say, drawing different dog uh, gestures, body language, and then labeling them underneath, kind of giving people a reference to, uh, to basically uh, help them understand what a dog is trying to convey with, with its body language, ears, body positioning, eyes, nose. And so it, this has been around for a while. I'm not sure how long. I think since 2011 or so. And people are kind of posted up there. I, I saw it one time, or actually the first time I saw it was when I was boarding one of my dogs at a professional boarding place i'm not sure where where you first saw it brian but i think i saw it online someplace um and it's been it's been posted a lot on on facebook various trainers put these uh, put these drawings up and the and the name of the illustrator is lily chin uh she has nice little illustrations and and they all say starring boogie the boston terrier because that is or, or was her dog at the at the time and this specific one that we're going to be talking about is called doggy language and it's Five across, six down. So it's 30 different illustrations showing, you know, alert, suspicious, anxious, threatened, angry, that sort of thing. Um, and what I found a while back when I looked at this was there's a significant number of these that are just wrong or misleading how she describes them. The drawings are, are great, especially for a simple and a small they are. But the descriptions, I think, I think are 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 not true to what what people should be reading about so i'd like to like to go over over yeah. them and okay and so where, where it, we can tell people where, how to find this yeah so, I, um i i think it's the only one i've seen that's been um circulated but i think you can go to she has a dot net domain drawings.net uh, yeah doggy with ie d-o-g-g-i-e drawings plural dot net yeah and this one and, is just called doggy language and it's under her portfolio, it's the, the third one from the from the left. So that's yeah, where so, you can find it. So go ahead and listeners, you know, pause exactly. this podcast, find this thing, just bring it up on your phone and glance back and forth while we're talking about it. It's the easiest way to to yeah. do it. And it's very attractive. I mean, like you said, yeah. really, really cute drawings, fun drawings. I think I would say my initial impression is that I, I, I commend her for making this attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and make it easy for pe- easy and fun for people to understand what it what it is that do- the dogs are uh, potentially trying to convey or express. Obviously, dogs can't speak, but they do communicate a whole bunch. Now, my problem with this is what is can you by trying to help someone cause more confusion and then have it backfire? And that's what we're d- discussing, I think, with these drawings. Can they backfire when you say? This means anger and it actually isn't, or this means stress and it actually means anger. So, yeah, yeah it know. can definitely backfire. Some of these, like I said, they're just they're just plain wrong, and you know, too many people. And, that, and that's that's what our intro is. You know, with this podcast is we're help you to 
sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. So, you know, we're, we're doing our, our job here in this podcast specifically is to show, to tell you, okay, this one is not quite accurate. This one is dead wrong. These are good here, but absolutely is, is there's too much information out there that leads people down the wrong path. And that's why we get people who have, uh, who have more serious dog aggression issues because they've been training dogs the wrong way, or they've been, they've been training themselves to work with their dogs the wrong way. Um, so which one do you want to start with here, Carlos? Well, the one that, uh, let's see, the one that I think is wrong or, or confusing is anxious. That's the third one from the top. Right. The dog, you know, big eyes, closed mouth, ears, uh, all the way back, tail tucked in and i don't know what what we're what what am i supposed to get from that illustration and the word anxious that's going to help me understand my dog i think most people would look at that and say the dog must be fearful of something yeah i don't know why she put anxious in there anyway anyway, i'm already confused and that's the third (laughs) picture from the top (laughs) yeah no that's a good point and and for me the thing the thing that that i don't like about this is she kind of switches her word. So in, in English grammar, this would be a sequence of, of tenses is, you know, sometimes she'll use uh, a phrase. Sometimes she'll use a couple of words. Sometimes she'll use a quote as if the dog is saying a quote and oh, another yeah, time she'll right. use a one word description. So she's yeah. got angry for one of them. Okay. So that's kind of an emotion. She's got alert for another one. That's not an emotion. She's yeah. got, hello, I love you in quotes. For <laughs> so you know, she and I understand why she did that is because maybe it was easier or she couldn't figure out how to put it in words what these dogs were trying to convey. But yeah. I think that in and of itself is a little confusing. The anxious one, I think, is is not bad in my book because she could say fearful and fearful, I think, involves a lot more than just, um, you know, uh, simple body language like this. So the anxious, the the insecure Either one of those words would be would be fine for me, but yeah, you know, you can you look down this sheet and you can say, okay, that one confuses me and that one confuses me, and what does she mean by this? So yeah, yeah, in a, in a sense, trying to be minimalistic here sometimes I think is is like you said, it, it can backfire on you. Well, I have, okay, just below it, uh, I guess uh, a diagonally downward to the left is the same dog. Uh, all, all these pictures are of the same dog. And and it's and it's an illustration of of a dog labeled stressed. Now that and that to me would be a dog that's anxious because what am I looking at? A dog with its uh, it looks like it's panting. Its mouth is open. Yep. Its tongue. And so that for me is more anxious. And so anyway, not a big deal. You know, the world's not going to going to end if if you if if uh, if she mixed up uh, one one uh, body gesture from another. But what I think where it gets tricky is uh, let's see here. Uh, was it threatened? The one, well, the one right over it, threatened. Where where the dog is is kind of yeah, almost looks like it's in a play bow up front. Yeah, then, exactly. But, yeah, but um, but then it's got its ears backed and it yeah. has what a lot of trainers call whale eye, a lot of white showing in the yeah. eyes, and it's kind of showing those three little lines, meaning that it's it's barking, but it's clearly kind of kind of backing up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so who knows? You know. Yeah. Yeah, again, you can look at that and say, okay, maybe the dog does feel threatened or, or insecure, but it kind of does look like a play bow in, in yep. 
to some extent. If she had drawn the eyes differently, maybe that would have been a, a friendlier looking dog. Um, and the one next to that is angry and it's, it's up on its back, back legs and lunging forward and the ears are pinned back. And yeah, clearly the eyes, the way the eyes are drawn is, um, is more in, intense. So I think that one's right. And then beneath that, she's got respect and then two rows down and all the way over, she's got another respect on there. And both of this is a weird one for me. Both mm-hmm. of these she's describing as respect, meaning one is a picture of a dog turning and walking away from you and the other is he's offering his back to you and that's that's what she thinks respect is from from a dog so that's one that i i take issue with because that's that's just not right yeah i don't i don't i I can't make sense of it either it just almost seems like the dog is avoiding yeah exactly and then Um, she's got she's got another one on that same row at the far left that says peace where the dog is looking away with a head turned and so okay is it peace or respect and is there a difference and why isn't there there a difference and you know a dog turning away from you means that it's 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 avoiding more than anything and so i don't know it's just it i think it's it's not it's not thorough information uh that she's putting out there and and you know it's it's unfortunate that um, that they're, they're nice drawings. They're cute. This information is readily available, right. but, but sharing incorrect information <laughs> doesn't help, uh, doesn't help any of us. Now, if we, if we flip this around and try to be constructive, what are the ones that do work here that I think people can come away with and go, okay, I get it. Like for me, alert really is accurate. Yep. The upper left. And, yes. Upper left. We, and it's important because I think a lot of people miss that. And then go ahead dog. and describe that for the viewers or listeners real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it looks basically like a, a statue dog. You know, right. it looks like looks like a dog that's a very uh, like a show dog, very alert, very straight up, good posture, ears all the way up, mouth closed, focused, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's good. And uh, yeah, for for me, for me, I agree, and I think it's good for people to see it um, if they haven't already identified it in their own dog or dogs, because uh, it's usually the, the the early signs of a, a potential problem down the line, right? Especially if you're walking your dog. Right, you want to know what your dog's alert looks like. Sometimes uh, people have dogs with little ears, um, so they may have to focus a little bit more. Like I used to have a Sharpay, and when their ears go up, their ears really don't go up. Right, right. It's, more, it's more like they just wrinkle their forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, but it's still a stiff posture, mouth closed, very focused. So that one I think is useful. Uh, let's see. Uh, gosh, the other ones are just I think obvious. When a dog is friendly. And his tail's wagging. It's called overjoyed here. She labeled it. I think that's obvious. Not much you can take away. I think pretty self-explanatory. But uh, things that I, the ones that I think are important are maybe that. Let's see. Uh, relax is good because it's you can't see. It's really tiny. It's The dog is sniffing, looks like. Yeah, She's, I think she wrote little sniff. Oh, blinky. Wish she, she wrote here soft ears and blinky eyes. I think that, that's important, too. That's important for you to understand. Okay, now I see my dog is in a relaxed position, which means that you can come down a little bit, bring your guard down a little bit if you identify correctly in cases where you're concerned if your dog's meeting a new animal or a new person. Right. It's, and it's, and I, I agree relaxed looks like. I agree with you on that one is is even though if you if you compare it to the alert and, and having been a graphic designer, it almost looks like she copied and pasted yep. the legs, the tail. Yep rear end everything except the head um which nah the, the legs the legs she's not the dog is not going to be standing as as erect when they're relaxed as they are as they are alert but she's got the 
Uh, you got the little curve of the of the cheeks of so trying to show that the dog is smiling, meaning yeah. the, the the muscles in the jaw are more relaxed, um, and the eyes are more relaxed, and the ears are also more relaxed. So that, of course, makes sense. I think I think she did a a really good uh, good job there. Um, yeah. And one other one that I think is is good is is the lower left one that on that bottom row is curious, which is the head tilt. And oh know, yeah seen that so many times over the years with all the shepherds I've had is when they're trying to figure something out that head tilts pretty far to the left and it tilts pretty far to the right. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think she did, uh, she did that one really well. Yeah. So, I mean, really it's a great illustration. It's fun to look at, but to make it useful, I think uh, there's only a few here that really, really matter because if you miss those signs, uh, you could find yourself in, in, uh, in a tough situation. Uh, so if you miss your dog being alert, suspicious, stressed, anxious, uh, threatened, you you may cause a problem. And likewise, it, this is not talked about often, Brian, but sometimes your dog is actually relaxed or calm and the people misread it and are adding tension right. to a situation doesn't need tension. Uh, like, again, a leash walking situation. Dogs are actually sniffing. Ears are soft, and the people will tense up and go, oh, you know, because they're they're concerned. But anyway, it's a whole nother a whole nother discussion. But that does really tie into into this because that's probably one of the most um, common things that people run into is an encounter with another dog. How do I how do I read the other dog? Yeah. Or and you know how do I handle my dog on leash or how do I make this make this happen and and first we always tell our clients is is read your dog's body language that's why the the tagline of of the company is know your dog and I I believe that that Carlos even came up with that tagline years ago yeah. so thanks yeah. for that Carlos oh, yeah, um, no. you know un- understand your dog not just what and I've written an article on this and I can post it to our Facebook page not just he likes milk bones better than he likes old Roy bones not he doesn't like to eat his breakfast out of a metal bowl he likes to eat out of ceramic bowl or off the floor not that kind of stuff know your dog meaning when his tail's like that and you're outside walking down a path what does that tell you well that tells you that he's interested in 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 you know another animal or you know specific to a bird or a cat or when he holds his head like that and his ears are up and his mouth is closed. What does that tell you? It's those kinds of things. Really knowing your dog's body language so you can read him from moment to moment. And that makes him predictable. And then that makes you a great handler knowing what your dog is thinking and what he's about to do from moment to moment. So you know when you're coming up to another dog, read your dog's body language, process that real quick. Read the other dog's body language, process that real quick. Read the other handler's body language and process that. Put all those together and then say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go totally slack on the leash because everyone's going to be cool here. Or you know what? I'm going to correct my dog and pull him back because this situation isn't going to isn't going to end well if I just let them go forward to meet or whatever it may be. But yeah, this is really about knowing your dog, but it is through, through body language. So that's why we're talking about this chart um, in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And actually, I'm just looking here. Another thing that's very, I don't know if it's just a filler uh, illustration, filler illustrations. It kind of seems like there's four different dog pictures that either say stress or stressed or right. stress relief stress release and or stress release excuse me and what it, the stress relief looks like a dog getting out of uh, a wet a wet situation and shaking shake. itself that's supposed to be stress relief another one is a called stretched as a dog scratching behind its ear right. I, I guess that's stress too the other two uh, the dog licking or having licking its, its nose 
So yeah, I mean, who knows if she if she had to come up with a certain number to make it interesting, but and you but, know, may, you know maybe that's her way of saying these are four different signals for stress. If she if she meant that, she should have laid it out differently. But I I would disagree with with most of these actually. Yeah. So. It's fun. Great drawing. I, I wish that she would come up with one that was the dog and the owner. <laughs> like she, she that has would be a good one. Yeah. She's got a ton of them. I don't know if I've seen one showing the dog and the owner just walking along, but she's definitely done somewhere how to greet another dog. And so she shows the, the, okay, you know, good. a new person coming up to a dog and how they're standing, whether they should stand sideways or put their hand out and all this stuff. So she has done a lot and, and she's definitely done some, done some good, but this one specifically bothers me um, because there's, there's too much wrong information on this, you know, this, this stressed one. And I just read a, another article about it this, uh, this morning in, um, in a book about canine behavior, a lot of good photographs in this book. I can't think of the name of it right now, but, um, there's so many people in rescue and who work at animal shelters who think that when a dog yawns, it means stress. And I actually heard one lady when she was evaluating a dog, the dog yawned and she said, stress yawn, like she was trying to convince herself that it wasn't <clears throat> yeah. a bad thing by saying it in a happy voice. And she actually threw up her arms and kind of gave a lot of uh, slack in the leash as if the dog was about to, you know, lunge at her and chew her face off or something. And it was an innocent little yawn because the dog was bored. He, yeah. you know, he was, he was actually slowing down for the, for the day there, but there's too many people out there who think that a yawn me indicates stress. And that's one of the things that, uh, that this Lily Chen has drawn on here is, is a yawn is stress. And, and that's, that's just not the, not the case. And then this other, Scratching, uh, licking the nose, uh, what this lady called them, redirect, uh, redirection techniques or something like that, saying that if a dog is feeling two different things, that they're not sure what they should be doing, and so their body will show something that the environment would would contraindicate, that it's weird for a dog to be scratching right now. And so this person yeah. some who has some some sort of degree was saying that when that happens, then it's a stress moment in the dog's life. And I see what she's saying, but in my mind, it's not a stress point. It's a decision point. Just like when a dog picks up his paw, he's deciding, should I put my paw down and continue forward to stalk or, you know, play or whatever he's about to do, or should I stay right here nice and still like a, like a pointer does and stay with my paw up. And to me, some of the, the this term that she's that she's using the distraction, uh, whatever it is, I have to think of it. Um, is is that is it's a decision point. It's not a stress point. But once again, too many people are putting human emotions into it, and because they can't read it, they say, you know what, this looks like it's about to be scary. So I'm going to call it something that is is scary. I'm going to call it stress, and and then everyone can stay safe because we know to give the dog lots of space. Which again is. Uh, is taking your hands off the wheel and and you know doing the wrong thing for the dog. Yeah, I wish they I wish they would have put some kind of uh, disclaimer and saying, hey, you know, uh, these are not always accurate. Um, this is what I these are my opinions only. Yada yada. But uh, you know, now if you look at her website, she's um, they call her, her uh, what do they call a dog a pet behavior ambassador. So I. Uh, good for her it's it's unfortunate so, for too many people out there but good for her for 
being able to uh, to do this. You know, but I'm surprised. Bit. Yeah, I'm surprised that they missed the one of the big ones that I see all the time is a dog sitting and doing kind of a submissive pawing motion. Oh, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Vivian does that to me all the time. And uh, she didn't even try to attempt to, do, to go into that one, and I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, you know? and uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point. There's another one here um, halfway down on the right-hand side, um, and she's got in quotes, I'm your love bug, and she writes underneath it, belly rub pose with the dog on its back, and clearly it's got yeah. a smile on its face, and its yeah. front paws are, are bent. Red does that when he meets new dogs. Um to show how confident he is and how comfortable he is with that dog. But to, to say that that's an, I'm your love bug to me, again, she's adding human emotion to this as if your dog will do this when he's, um, he's saying he wants a belly rub with you or he's happy with you. Well, red will do this when, you know, when I'm not near him, he'll do that with, uh, with a new dog that he's met and he's not telling that other dog, I'm your love bug. So yeah, I, you're, you're right, Carl. She should have put disclaimers on this and, and said in these circumstances, yeah, this could look like this or, or this may not look like this. Um, it, you know, it's a nifty little poster. We don't want to, don't want to totally bust on it, but it is, I, I do wish that she had, she had put a little more time into this or been more specific with, uh, with some of these things. Um, but yeah. you know, it's but a fair wanna, story. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's marketing and somebody trying to make money. Um, and it's fun to look at. I mean, there's one about a pug that I, I, I showed you that was funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Like referring to a pug like a, like a, uh, like a pig, pig parts. Because sometimes, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. sometimes, sometimes people relate pugs to pigs and then that was, you know, they're cute, they're fun, you know, they're, they're meant to be entertainment. And this yeah. one, I think the problem is it, it's got a little bit of both. You kind of come away with, okay, this is cute. And funny and not serious, and then wait a minute, and then people do take it seriously. So yeah. Anyway, the final assessment on my behalf is that it's cute, but probably more confusing than you just watching a dog. Like you talked about so many times, Brian, at a dog park, and learning that learning that way from real life, I think, is way more useful. And like you said, getting to know your own dog and just by experience and and being observant, than looking at a a chart and going, oh, I think I'm going to lock into this and this has become the Bible, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. But it is it, the illustrations are good. They are they are fun. We'll get into it a, a book and another podcast that is all. It's not all about fun, but it's fun and it's serious. That um, you know, you're making fun of of certain certain breeds. But if you have had that breed before, you're like, oh yeah, that breed is kind of like that. Um, so you know, take this stuff with a uh, with a grain of salt. But like I said, it is it's not bad as a as a starting point if you're a new dog owner. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's it for today. Oh, you know what? I did uh, I did find this um, this person's name. Give me just a second, sure, because uh, it is a good a uh, good starting point. I've got to find the file here, so maybe I'll just I'll post on a, on the Facebook page. But anyway, so thank you everyone for uh, for listening here. We appreciate your your time. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, would like to. Uh, make suggestions on on what you'd like to hear from us, any of that sort of stuff, please let us know. You can find us on Facebook or YouTube. Um, uh, you know, make sure you like our videos and, and rate us. We, we very much appreciate that. Uh, and the name of that book is Canine Body Language, A Photographic Guide by Brenda Aloff, A-L-O-F-F. Um, 
and there's excellent text in there. The other book for the pictures is Canine Behavior, a photo illustrated handbook by Barbara Handelman. These photos are excellent, but her descriptions are not so great. But I would say that accessing either of these books is better than looking at these little cheat sheets by, uh, by this person, Lily Chen. Um, so anyway, thanks again for listening, everyone. We appreciate it, and we will uh, talk to you again next time in our next podcast. Cool. Thank you, Brian. Goodbye.